Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. I'm so excited to introduce Evie Shaw because we wrote a book together. We each authored a chapter in a book called Awaken the Magic Within, Triumph Over Trauma. And Evie Shaw, can you introduce yourself and tell people who you are and how you became on this journey and and what you're doing now? Yes, absolutely. So I am Evie Shaw and I'm from Louisiana. I did grow up in Texas, but I've been in Louisiana for 30 years, so I've tipped the scale here. And yes, you and I met through uh, writing the book together, um, Awaken, Tragedy uh, to Triumph, and that is my story. Um, I talk about uh, in the book um, the story of my husband leaving and my desire to put the marriage back together and the links that I went to for that. It is a great story of transformation. And the title of the chapter is called The Magic of Gratitude because through all of it, I learned gratitude to a <laughs> an astronomical level. Um, and it did change and transform my life. And so... Other than that, I I have a bachelor's in psychology. I have a master's in counseling. And on top of that, I have a teaching certification, a teaching degree. So, yeah. So years ago, 30 years ago, I taught school for about six years. And then I had one son, a second son, and a third son in less than three years. And so I had three babies and it was amazing. They're great people and uh, super fun. And so I homeschooled them for 21, 22 years. And um, some things happened in my life that changed things. And I went back to teaching last year and being back in the classroom, I I didn't love it like I used to. Things had changed so much. Um, I did love it 30 years ago. It was my life before I had children, so my students were my kiddos. And uh, But it was so different last year, and so it kind of led me on a search for other things, like what do I really want to do when I grow up? And so I was listening to different motivational speakers to kind of, you know, pump myself up for the day for my students. And in that, in listening to Steve Harvey, and then it rolled over to Bob Proctor, who I did not know uh, at the time, and I was really drawn to him. And um, so I was reading also Think and Grow Rich and The Science of Getting Rich. And in, in those, you know, they ask, you know, think of your perfect day. And so I was thinking, wow, I'd really like to work for Bob Proctor. And so I began to look him up and um, amazing turn of events happened. And um, I became a consultant in February of this year, February, 2020. And from then until now, my life has catapulted in a whole new direction. It's been amazing. It's been wonderful, fun. Um, 
Bob Proctor says that if you do what he teaches, that you will need a telescope to look back and see where you came from. And that is the truth for me, for sure. So I am doing some Bob Proctor consulting. I do some uh, consulting and coaching, counseling on my own also, in addition to that. And writing uh, my story for Awakened, I also have several other books in the works and one that is about to launch and be for sale in the next few days. Wow, that's so amazing. That's a, a great story. And and what's this book about that you're working on? Well, so I have several. So the one that will be launched and for sale in the next couple of days is it's called Live Your Dream with Evie. And it is um, kind of a, a an overview of all that I've learned from Bob Proctor, kind of um, just the highlights. And um, so that's Live Your Dream with Evie. I am working on a book. When I wrote uh, my chapter in Awakened, um, I was already writing a book, which is the amazing part of it. I was writing my book uh, about my husband leaving and about what I learned. And in the middle of me writing it, I met Alan and Cindy, who are the authors of the the book Awaken, and they invited me to be part of the book and submit a chapter. So I took part of my book and submitted it in that one. And so right now I'm working on completing the book that I started in July, which is will be called The Magic of Gratitude. So I'm working on that one. I'm also working on another one. Um, I'm going to call it Hugs from Above, and it's signs from our loved ones that we get after they pass. And um, so those are the, those right now, that's what I'm mainly working on. Wow, that's so beautiful. I love that title, The Magic of Gratitude. Uh, and uh, how did you meet Alan and Cindy? What was that like? <laughs> Well, it's so amazing. It's just, uh, wow. So uh, jumping way into my story, um, I lost my third son two years ago in April. And um, that has propelled me to do all the different things that I'm doing. Also, I became an empty nester all of a sudden. So I went from homeschool mom to empty nester. And so um, anyway, so after meeting Bob Proctor and becoming a consultant, it forced me, I, I guess you'd say, to, to be on Facebook and to kind of get myself out there, which was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And so in getting myself out there on Facebook, I saw a post one evening of um, a, a painting of a green eye. And my son, I actually all five of us, my my uh, ex-husband and my three sons and I, we all have green eyes. And so when I saw this painting of a green eye, it draw me, it drew me in, draw, draw my attention. And so I made a comment on it. And um, as it turned out, the girl who painted it was painting it in honor of her brother-in-law who had also passed away. 
and so uh, uh, the the person who had posted it and I kind of struck up a friendship, and so it was on her Facebook page that I saw Alan and Cindy making a post about their book. And so I also commented on that because I thought that's amazing because I'm in the middle of writing a book right now also. And so I commented on that. And so the, the girl connected us and then they invited me to be a part of it. Wow. That's such a cool story all because of a green eye. That's so beautiful. And it's amazing how these connections just are like a spider web of, of success for when we really, you know, take on our story and work through it and, and have that gratitude for our journey. Right. And earlier, how you said, you know, looking back through a telescope, I just love that analogy. Cause I feel like I'm in that place too recently. And it's just like, wow, I'm so grateful for, for my journey at this point. And, and I want to hear more about how, how the gratitude got you through your journey. Like, tell us more about that. All right. So um, in the book, I tell, uh, I tell the story, but it starts out when I was a little girl, about eight years old. I just remember laying in my bed and thinking, how do you get a daddy to stay? And so it was just a question that kind of propelled me forward and, and kind of permeated and penetrated everything I did from then on. I, I wanted to study, how do you make a marriage work? Even from that young age, so anyway, I always was reading and studying how to have the best marriage ever. And so fast forward, I had been married 22 years. I had three children and I'm, I think they were about um, 11, 12 and 13 when he left. And so anyway, when he left, um, all I could think was, how do I make this marriage work? What do I need to do? And so that search for how do you make this work? How do you, how do I fix this? Um, It led me to um, what I call the gratitude message. And so what did happen, it was really miraculous. What happened is after my husband had left, he had been gone about five months and I went into my woman cave my mama came and uh, I just felt drawn and led to go to a book on my shelf. And so I went to it, I pulled it out, sat down in my chair and let it fall open to where it, where it, where it did. And I read this story of a woman who had, um, she had children and a husband, but he was an alcoholic. He had been put in jail and um, she they divorced and he moved on after he got out of jail. And, that, and during that time, she got a hold of a gratitude message and she began to be thankful for what good was coming from that situation. And um, in my cliff note version is he came back to her. They got remarried and lived happily ever after. And so in that, when I read that, that night, I'm like, this this can't be for real. Like, I'm not sure what this is trying to tell me, but surely it's not that I need to be thankful that my husband has left me and is with someone else, et cetera, et cetera. And so anyway, kind of put the book back on the shelf. And five days later, um, we were at a class that we 
attended for 10 years. My children, even though they homeschooled, we had a, a big group that we were part of. And in that group, I taught a class and a woman came whom I had never seen before. And I've never seen her since. And she gave a little presentation. Her granddaughter was in my class. I never saw the granddaughter again either. Um, and she gave a presentation on this particular book that had changed their whole family's lives, all the members of their family's lives. And so I am a book lover. And so I said, oh, well, what is that book? I, I have to have it. Well, she gave me, gave me that copy right then. So I came home and I began reading the book. And wouldn't you know, it was about being thankful for everything in all situations. And I thought, oh, geez, this is where we're going. <laughs> and yeah, so I, the book was, it was a great book. It was a short book. And I read it that night. And in the middle of me reading it, I was so in love with it and drawn to it. I ordered more on Amazon by the same author. And so within about two weeks, I read seven of his books and they all had the same theme. They all, it doesn't matter what the story was, what the situation was. It was all about giving thanks for it and the good that can come from it. And so in reading those, the message was clear. There was no doubt. There was no question. There was no wonder. I needed to be thankful even for what was happening. And he did make so many um, uh, references to being thankful what you're, you don't love and what you're not really thankful for, but the good that can come from it. And so there were particular things that were, you know, especially hard. I mean, the whole situation was devastating. I was heartbroken. I could hardly get off the floor. I would raise my kids. I would teach them. But when I would go in my back in my cave again, I just cried and I hurt so bad and all I wanted was my marriage put back together. And so, but I knew in reading these books what I needed to do and it was to be thankful, not for exactly what was happening, but for what good could come from it. And so that's, that's how it began. I wasn't happy about it and I didn't, I wasn't thankful for it. But I knew what I had read, and I had he had enough <laughs> cases to prove his case of that it worked. And so I began to think of the things that I especially didn't like and began to be thankful for what they could bring, what they could bring from the situation. And so it kind of began like, I'm so thankful and grateful that my husband's not here because if he was supposed to be, he would be. And, um, like I said, I, I didn't say it nicely at first, but I did say it. And um, I would say I'm so thankful and grateful that my husband's not texting and checking on the boys because if he was supposed to, he would. And so as I begin to say that day after day, week after week, it began to change me and to bring peace and calm and eventually joy and happiness and transformation. I, it I came out a whole new me, a much better version of myself. So it was really, really amazing. Wow, what a story of the synchronicities that had to happen exactly the way they did and 
just the way you described that presentation with the woman and her granddaughter, sometimes it's it's almost like, was that real? Or was that universe telling you something in such a different way, right? And the synchronicities, it's, it's just such a, an amazing story. And I think that's how so many people's transformations are, is there's synchronicity after synchronicity until they they finally listen to the gratitude or whatever the message is. And, and do you feel like that sometimes? Like maybe that was like a sign from, from God or, or the universe or some sort of divine intervention, that presentation, those books. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have chills just you asking me the question because I had never seen the woman before. Nobody in the group had seen the woman before. And her granddaughter had been in my class up to that point. And once they left, they, I never saw any of either of them, any of them again, the little girl never came back. She was never in my class again. And, um, I have no doubt she was an angel or a gift <laughs> placed there divinely for me to hand me that book and change my life. Absolutely. Wow. I love it. And, and the gratitude for the future, you know, in, Actually, Greg Braden was just doing a whole video about this, of how gratitude actually can change our DNA and change um, who we are at an energetic level, at a spiritual level, that the gratitude is probably the most powerful mindset to have. And and I can tell you personally from my journey too, and um, I didn't write about this in my book um, or in the chapter, um, but for me, I had a loss too in my life and it was a, an engine captain that passed away suddenly. And it was devastating. I was, it was so traumatic for me and it really led to my healing journey. And now five years later, I can say, you know what, I'm actually, I'm not grateful for what happened, but I'm grateful for what has come out of it because without that event, I just wouldn't even be close to where I am now. And I just can't imagine life without that event happening. And, and I'm so grateful for Mike and how much he's guided me since he's passed away. It's, it's such an amazing, amazing thing. And, and the gratitude I think does play a huge part in this. And it's almost like a reframe, like you're reframing the, the obstacle into an opportunity, like, and losing somebody is the biggest obstacle in life almost of that heartbreak, that loss, that grief. It's, it's amazing. So I love your gratitude story. Thank you. It, it really is. It's so powerful. It's so life-changing. I was speaking last week and, and when I was, you know, planning uh, of what I was going to say, I was thinking of all the things that gratitude's brought into my life and it brings peace, happiness, joy, calm, better relationships. You know, those are things like if you could, if you stood in front of a group of you know people and said, Hey, I have this, who wants to buy some? everybody wants that everybody and it's free and it's here and it's available for all of us every day all day it's just not the norm it's not our natural tendency to to think that way absolutely and the gratitude is it's it can be hard and in you know during those events to find that gratitude during the grief uh, during the initial process of losing or or a big life change, you know, it's, it can be really hard, but the gratitude can be life changing. And I'm curious if there's, is there a forgiveness component to this gratitude? Is there forgiveness first and then gratitude, or is there anything like that with this for you? Wow. That's a great question. 
Oh, let's see. Um, you know, I, th I think it's, it, it intertwines. Um, I remember, uh, my, my answer is I think it intertwines. And then it, a particular time comes to my mind is, uh, something I haven't mentioned here is my husband did keep coming home every day for lunch. My, our family, like I said, was homeschooled. And we, he had always been, ever since my kids could sit in a chair and sit at the table, we had had lunch together every day for an hour. We talked, visited, laughed, joked, played games, did trivia, the whole nine yards. Well, he was still able to come home for lunch. And so he did. And um, every day that he came home gave me the opportunity to be kind to him. And I knew my sons needed their dad. And that was really important for me. And I wanted to make sure that I did everything in my power to make sure he would want to come home and be um, be a part of their lives. And he, and he did. And so anyway, what I was going to, what you ask about forgiveness is my dad in the middle of that, he, he asked me one day, we were on the phone. He goes, do you think you'll ever be able to forgive him? And I said, dad, I forgive him every, every single night that he leaves me because every day he walks back into my house and I want to love him and be kind to him. And so, you know, forgiveness is something if we focus on what the person's doing or what they have done to us. There's no way to get peace, joy, forgiveness, gratitude, any of, none of those things will come. But if you can forgive and forget and move on and be thankful for what the situation's bringing about, then, then more good will come. And so I think, again, I think it's intertwined. Forgiveness and gratitude, they come together. One may bring the other and, or, and vice versa. That's so beautiful. And, you know, ancient Hawaiian culture forgiveness is, is really a foundation for, for that ancient culture. And, and I think that's so interesting because in the way you're describing this intertwining of forgiveness and gratitude, I think, I think you're right. It, it is intertwined. It's almost hard to decipher which one is forgiveness or or gratitude. I think they're almost the same in some respects. And, and, uh, it's just such an amazing feeling to be grateful for what is and to let go of the past. Right. And I think there's so much power in that of just forgiving the past and truly just putting it down, setting it down and looking forward and being grateful for what you have now. And that's a, that's a major mindset change. Like you said, that's not the normal thing to do. The normal thing is to hold on to those, those traumas, those really hard things in life and hold them tight because they hurt. But if you just put them down and look forward, I mean, as everything's going for you, you can personally say it, that the future is endless. It's infinite possibilities when you have grateful gratitude, joy, happiness in your life. You're, you are absolutely right. I mean, it, it is that that's just, that's it right there. You just, um, you said it. Um, the thing, the thing is people do, and I was one of those people and I did grow up around this situation is we hold on to the hurt. We hold on to, uh, I could hold on. This wasn't the first time this, that he had had an affair, but, um, but he didn't leave in, in, in the past. And, but I would dwell on them. 
I would think about her and what she looks like. And anyway, the negative part, I don't have to go into all that, but I would, I would think about it and think about it. Okay. That did not benefit me one bit. It only caused me to pull away further from him and make the situation worse. And so I guess my point is when we have been hurt and when something happens, it is easy to dwell on it. Our mind naturally goes there for whatever reason. But when you make a decision, when I made a decision to turn away from the wrong that was being done and focus on the good that can come from it, it is life changing. It's hard work to dwell on the past. It's hard work to hold on to the to the injustice and the the wrongs that have been done. And it's painful. It's like I was thinking about it recently, thinking like if we had vitamins sitting in front of us and we had a choice, well, you can have this one and it'll give you indigestion and it'll probably give you a headache and it won't let you sleep. Or you can take this one. It's filled with all good things and it'll, you know, you'll calm down and think good thoughts. You know, which one would you want to take? It's a no brainer. You would want to take the good one. But, but when we think on things that weren't positive we're doing that other side the it, we can't sleep we do get indigestion we have more heartache because we bring it upon ourselves day after day and so um if if people can get the this information and just realize thinking on the good and looking how this situation could bring something good so many, oh no, not so many things. Everything in their life would change. Everything. It just would. It just will. It, it, it's just a package deal. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And with your background education, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but, um, you know, I'm a master practitioner in NLP and hypnosis and, and mental emotional release. And through that training, there is, there is like, there's a million things that stuck out, but one of them that was so big for me was that that almost 95%, 92%, something around that realm of physical illness is psychological. And when I heard that, I was like, is that real? And but then they they in class they went to really like show you the evidence, show you the scientific studies to show you that the the psychology and people that have been studying this is like, yeah, 90, 90% of illnesses is psychological or emotional or mental. And so when we're holding on to this past, the grudges, the resentment, all those negative feelings, we're really injuring ourselves and, and we're not doing anybody good, right? You are absolutely right. And I, I do agree with that. And I have, I kind of study it myself and just look at it. Um, I, because when we experience something like that, it's going somewhere. It's either going inside or we express it outside, you know, we deal with it and, and work through it. And when we put it inside, it has to, it, it settles somewhere. And so, um, I, yeah, that's amazing. I would love to study that more, but, um, so when we hold on to the grief and when we hold on to the, the wrongs that have been done to us, again, we're only hurting ourselves. You're exactly right. It will come out in another way down the road. Like if we, if we hold on to it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, is do you have like a daily gratitude practice or some sort of 
manual for people or a step-by-step process they can do that's easy, that's quick, or any techniques that they kind of came through to you about this gratitude? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So every morning uh, I write down 10 things that I'm thankful for, either thankful for things that have happened or things that I hope to happen, you know? Um, And so I do that. But, and another thing is um, in, in and through this, I have a little saying that I say to myself and to my kiddos when they're around or when we have, there's an issue, there's a gift in every problem. Look for the gift. So when things aren't going exactly right, say you lose your keys or, you know, you can't find your wallet. And um, if you just stop for a minute and say, okay, there's a gift in every problem. (laughs) What's the gift in this? Um, I think that's something to kind of say each time and kind of bring it, refocus what's happening because it, those times are frustrating, you know, or, and so, but definitely every day, either when you wake up or when you go to bed, um, think of the, of 10 things you're thankful for. And, um, again, like I said already, I had to specifically be thankful for what I didn't like. And so if there's something that somebody's out there dealing with and they don't like it or love it, they don't have to be thankful for, for it. So it's just again, so my husband, uh, we didn't hear from him on the weekends. And that was so hurtful for me. And instead of dwelling on, he's not here. He's not checking on us. These, these boys are, you know, growing up without the dad. He should be here. I would just say, I'm thankful for what this is bringing about. And if he's supposed to be here, he would. We just have to trust that what's happening is is happening and it's happening how it should. And so I think, For me, I wanted to try to control the whole situation and, you know, he should be here. And so, so maybe for someone listening and they're just doing something, something's going on in their life that they are not enjoying. If they could just begin to be thankful for what it can bring about. That, yeah, it can begin to change. You know, they, and Wayne Dyer has a quote says when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and it's so true it's absolutely so- yeah. yeah i love that and so you know i started doing that in my my beginning of my journey healing journey is is yeah having a gratitude journal and writing every day and i think that that is such an interesting thing because we're both writers we're both published authors and i I still don't really understand exactly. I have my inclinations, but there's something about the written word that is so powerful that we can talk and have conversations and do podcasts, but writing, writing a word on a piece of paper, it's almost like it makes those words real or there's some sort of magical power behind writing and books and, and that, you know, how you're changing that person's mind through the writing or changing your own mind through journaling. It's just it's so powerful that I feel so blessed to be a writer. You, yeah, you're exactly right about that. But even further than that, because you write and tell your story, I write and tell my story. But even for the people out there who think I don't want to write a book, them writing something down on a piece of paper is so powerful. If they crumble it up and throw it away, just the, the act of them writing it on a piece of paper. So say they're frustrated with something. Me, as a counselor, I encourage people to write 
it out and get like let every negative emotion flow out of that out of you out of the pen onto the paper and then burn it and then on the exact other side write down your hopes and your dreams and your wishes writing something down out in your hand on a piece of paper with a pen is very very powerful it's so amazing you mentioned that process and i had a uh, specific client i won't mention their name but they they had a lot of grief around uh, death in the family and um we kind of dug deeper and deeper and there's like some anger associated with that and and so I guided him to write a letter to this person and to like really be heartfelt and to really just write it all out, write out all the anger and the grief and just write everything out and, and then burn it. And I cannot believe the transformation this person had just from writing a letter, just from sitting down. And it was like a six week process of like, I can only write three sentences at a time before I break down. That's kind of where this was. And by the time he finished it and actually burned it it was a life transformation process for him and it's just amazing how powerful these words are yeah you're exactly right that is a very powerful activity yeah and some people also in anger and whatever the anger stems from um from some of the people that i've worked with I'm like, write it out. Like if you want, they may not be a person who curses or they may not be a person who screams or whatever the situation is, but on that paper, write down every single solitary thing they can think that's making them angry. Like get to the heart of it because if they keep not expressing it and not feeling it and not acknowledging it, it's it just stays. And so the very act of them being able to do it, maybe on paper to where they couldn't to a face, to someone's face or like that, it is powerful. It is truly powerful. Yeah, I love your story, Evie, and I'm so happy you're on the show with me because uh, your story is so powerful. And and I would really just, to everybody listening, you got to check out Awaken the Magic Within, Triumph Over Trauma, Volume 1. Um there's amazing stories in here. I'm in here too. And it's just, I started reading this book a couple of weeks ago and I can tell you it was such a roller coaster of like the beginning of the chapter is like this person's life is in turmoil and total chaos. It's almost like this hellscape. And then they show you this, like this point, this exact point where they switch their mind and they said, no, I don't want this. I'm going to go and turn away from that. And I'm going to choose something else. And that's every story in this book. You know, your story is gratitude. My story was, uh, you know, firefighting with a broken neck. Like there's there's um, so many stories in this book that has this theme of like, no, I choose something else. And it's so powerful because we all have the choice. We can choose wholeness. We can choose forgiveness. We can choose a healthy, happy, safe life, right? Right. We do have choices. Um, and I was going to say earlier and. Uh, something we had we mentioned, but anyway, when, after my son passed away, which by the way, I want to add, when I went through all that with my husband, it was so devastating and it took me so long. It's, it's like, I look back and think, sheesh, I was, I wasn't, I was on the slow track there. And uh, when I laid in my floor, I just remember thinking, if I ever get out of here, I want to tell people, help people who are in this situation. So that's one thing. The other thing is, when I did get out of it and then I did lose my son, knowing these tools made 
the grieving process easier. Now, the grieving process is not easy and there's no way around the grieving process. So I'm not saying that, but because of what I had learned, it was easier and faster. I didn't waller, wallow, wallow, wallow in it <laughs> because pain hurts. And I was so tired of hurting. And um, so anyway, so about that, after my son passed away, I got a hold of a book and then the, the man had his definite, his shares of uh, losses also. And he said, you know how, when, when someone loses a person in their life, you think, everybody thinks, oh, they went too soon. We didn't have enough time. They were too young. And, um, and I agree. My son was 17. He was too young. I didn't have enough time. I agree with all of that. But here's the thing. There was nothing I could do about it. And so he, he said, what if, this author, he said, what if they left at just the right time? What if we had the exact number of days with them? And I thought, wow. And I, I just remember thinking, I'm hopping on that train. Because I can sit and think, I didn't have enough time. He went too soon. I miss him, which I do every single minute of every day. Or I can see it as he was here the exact number of days. He did exactly what he came here to do. And everybody benefited from him. And how can we honor him as we go on? So anyway, again, we have choices. And so we always have a choice to choose. How are we going to look at it? Are we going to look at the positive side? Or are we going to hold on to the negative? No matter what situation it is, we always have a choice. That's so powerful. I, I love that idea of having the exact amount of days and, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say, but then passing at the exact time that's needed for the world or needed for other people's personal journeys. I, I do think there's some power behind that and not that we want them to pass or gosh, no, it's just that um, it was, you know, looking back, it's the perfect timing, right? It's, it's, you know, in a way, it's just, we're grateful for what's coming from it. And such a beautiful reframe. I, I, I really like that idea. And I'm curious uh, for you, Evie, do you feel like you have communication or is your son like around you or um, does he guide you in writing or anything like that? Oh, wow. That's amazing that you asked. So at the beginning, I said, I'm writing a book on called Hugs from Above and it's from Signs. And I didn't want to go into, I didn't want to spoil the, at the beginning, the whole deal. But yes, I, I get signs from my son all the time. It is unbelievably amazing and wonderful. So I get pennies and um, dimes sometimes. And um, I could tell you hundreds of stories about that. And most recently, um, I'm building a cabin in another town, a rental cabin. And every single time that I'm headed up there to check on it or to do whatever I'm doing up there, every time I will find five pennies in a weekend. Now, the last time I was up there, I found five, I have found over five in one area. It was as if my son stood right there and had a handful of coins and just tossed them up and they fell wherever. I got five in the picture because I always take a picture of it. And so anyway, I could go on and on and I won't. But yeah, I get I get coins from heaven. I get I see yellow butterflies. And so if I were to sit here and look out my window for very many minutes, I'm for sure a yellow butterfly would fly by. Um, I see every time I'm up where I'm building my rental cabin, 
every time I see a yellow butterfly. Uh, I see them here. I swam all summer in my backyard. Every day I, a yellow butterfly came to visit. Um, I see he was 44 on his basketball team, and I see 44s everywhere. I mean, hundreds. hundreds just It's just amazing. And I always say, love you, Coles. His name was Colson. And I say, love you, Coles, every time I get a sign. And um, those are just a few. Um, but yes, all the time. And I do believe that the good things that are coming to me right now, um, you know, he's up there orchestrating and smiling down um, and and working it out for me. And actually, right now, I look down, it is 1144. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That yeah, is... <laughs> it happens that way, Thomas, all the time. You can't, I mean, uh, I date a guy and and the coins, like when he first met me, you know, he's kind of like, what is she talking about? But he was with me enough times, like his mouth would just drop. Like she isn't even joking. She, <laughs> I mean, his cousin came up where I'm building my rental cabin and uh, I started seeing coins and, and, and Ron looked at his cousin and was like, you can't even believe it. And Thomas, every place we went from then on, there was coins in my path, like right in front of me. It was, it, it was like Colson was showing off. Wow. <laughs> and what? so, yeah, it's awesome. What a synchronicity to have on air. That is so amazing. I'm so blessed for that moment. That's so cool. And um, you know, for me, I get butterflies. I'll see butterflies and, and I just know that uh, Mike's around and he's looking after me. And, and uh, it's such a, an amazing feeling to know that, that uh, they're out there. They're looking after you, looking down on you and, and uh, they're, in, they're in a good place. And it's, and it's amazing feeling. It's amazing closure to have with a loss like that, right? It is. It really, really is. And um, the first year after Colson was born, I was, I was so blessed to be able to travel because being here by myself and in this home, which he loved this home, um, it was so hard. So anyway, I traveled like 90 something percent of the time. And I was in several different countries, four or five different countries and uh, coast to coast from California to, I uh, drove to Canada several times, drove to California. But anyway, every single place I was, every foreign country, there was a yellow butterfly in my path every day, everywhere. It was amazing. That's so cool. And and so where can people find you or can they friend you on Facebook? Like how can they get in touch with you and just receive this beautiful message every day? Yes. Yeah, so on Facebook, I am Evie Shaw. Um, I have a Gmail account, which is live your dream Evie at gmail.com. And I have a website. It is not 100% completed, but they can find me and they can message me, which is liveyourdreamevie.com. Live your dream awesome. Oh, yep. Awesome. So they can reach out to you, those channels and all that stuff will be in the show notes for, for everybody um, to take a look at and to get a hold of you and to just explore this story and this power of gratitude even more. And, and do you have anything else that you want to talk about any questions we didn't get to or anything else you want to explore? Oh, well, I can mention here, I am writing a book, but what I didn't say is I am welcoming parents um, who've lost children who get signs to share their story in a paragraph um, and maybe a photo in the book. And 
it will be called Hugs from Above. And so if there's any parent out there who wants to submit this about their child, because one thing's for sure about parents who've lost children is they want their name to be spoken and they want their story to continue. And so um, I want to put that book together and honor the our loved ones and say their name in the book and have the stories in there. So if they if if there's someone out there and they have a story, it's 44 minutes that we've been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if there's someone out there who um, wants to submit their story, um, they can contact me um, those ways that we mentioned, and I would be more than happy to um, have their story in the book also. And um, anyone out there who is going through anything, uh, their, their husband or their spouse has left or their spouse is in an affair, um, I would love to chat with them. I have good news for them. I have great news for them. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And if they've lost a child, um, it's hard to say 4444. Oh my goodness. This is crazy. <laughs> um, if um, it's, it's a lot of parents, I mean, it's so hard when you lose a child, when a parent loses a child, it's just devastating. You think you can't live. You think you can't breathe. You think you can't go on. And sometimes that, you know, parents don't want to, and I understand that. But um, if there is a parent out there who needs some hope and encouragement and a and a hug from Louisiana, um, I, I'd be glad to chat with them. That's so amazing. And and um, just to make sure I'm clear, you do some consulting and coaching and counseling um, to to help people through these grieving periods, right? I do. I absolutely do. And I feel like I have ways that um, can kind of again, catapult them um, quicker than if sitting in an office week after week, which there's nothing wrong with that, that it, there is a place for that for sure. And you know that with your um, your services that you provide, there's a place for every different thing, depending on what the person is going through. But I do have um, different techniques and stuff that can help make a leap in progress. You know, I'm, I'm curious on, did you know, all your education as, as a psychologist and teacher and all those things, did it, was there ever mention of gratitude in the psychology books in the, in the college system and all of that? No, I had never heard about it until I was, however old I was in 2012, <laughs> 48 <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, no, not, none at all. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's like the best kept secret. Right, right. No mention. Uh, it's such an amazing interview, and and thank you so much for for your time. And I just feel blessed to be in your presence and to um, reconnect with gratitude in a way that's just so powerful. And I urge everybody listening to reach out to Evie if you're dealing with something because she can help you. And and uh, you can find me at uh, Thomas M Worm on Facebook and MountainMindTricks.com and uh, the Sacred Ancestry Podcast. You know you're already here, but um, check it out and check out all the other episodes in um, season two. This is the first episode and, and uh, we're going to keep cranking out amazing interviews for you. So stay tuned and love you, Evie. Amazing interview. Thank you for being Thank here. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And um, yes, I look forward to, to uh, watching you propel as you enter into your new stage of gratitude. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course.